This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Promises Behavioral Health. If you're struggling through the pains of alcohol or drug addiction or a mental health disorder, now's the time to seek some help. Let this be an opportunity to get back on track and get back to finding the real you. You're not alone and Promises Behavioral Health is here for you and they can help you. We've worked with Promises for years. We know their teams personally. We have amazing relationships with them. And most importantly, we trust Promises and so can you. To learn more about Promises treatment options near you, for you or your loved one, here's what you can do. You can go to promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash soberguy. That's promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash soberguy. Or you can just pick up the phone and call 888-205-1890. That's 888-205-1890. Tell them that you heard about them from That Sober Guy podcast. That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. If it's your first time listening, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here today. If you've been listening for a long time, thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for coming back. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with my friend Patrick Custer. Uh, what a great dude with an amazing story. Can't believe he went through having a brain tumor. And not only did he survive the brain tumor through emergency surgery, but he also stayed sober through the whole process of that event in his life. So if you didn't catch that last week, that's episode 401. Go back and please do that. It's a great message, a great story, and we appreciate Patrick coming on the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about baseball and life. How patience, practice, and consistency eventually always pays off. So I'm excited to talk about that today. We're going to get to that in just a minute, but first a few announcements. Are you tired of drinking? Maybe that's why you're here today. Well, man, I'm, I'm over this. I'm tired of this. I want to see what life is like without alcohol in it. We have a 30-day program designed to help you quit drinking for 30 days or more. It's called Quit Drinking Dude, the ultimate men's guide to quit drinking alcohol and stay sober for 30 days or more. You're going to get 30 podcasts in 30 days, as well as exercises, community support from our locals, Sober Guy Men's Group. Um, and all this combined is going to help guide you through 30 days alcohol-free. So if you're interested in that, you're going, man, I'm over this. I'm tired. I want to try something new. I want to see what life is like without alcohol. Go over to quitdrinkingdude.com. That's www.quitdrinkingdude.com for more information. Now, if you're interested in working with me one-on-one and you want to see what that part of it is like, a little one-on-one coaching, you can go to thatsoberguy.com slash workwithshane. There's a questionnaire there. Go ahead and fill that out and I'll get back to you uh, with some more information. Uh, and if you're a business, you're interested in our speaking engagements or workshops, you can go to thatsoberguy.com slash speaking and workshops and fill out the form there. We'll get back to you with more info there. Uh, follow us on Instagram at that sober guy podcast and join us in our sober guy men's group on locals. You can download the locals app or you can go to that sober guy podcast.locals.com. All the links from today will be in the show notes. So they're very easy for you to find. So how does patience, well, first of all, welcome. Glad you're here again today. Glad you're uh, tuning in. 
thinking a little bit about your uh, your life, your purpose. Uh, maybe alcohol is prohibiting you from doing many of the things that you feel led to do. And uh, so I'm glad you're here. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about um, patience, practice, consistency. Uh, and how does patience, practice, and consistency eventually always pay off? And what the heck does it have to do with baseball and life? Now, this reminded me as I started thinking about some of this topic today, it reminded me of a story. And I think I have shared this on the podcast um, a couple of years back, at, at least maybe two years roughly. Uh, but I played baseball growing up. It's a huge part of my life. I still love baseball till today. Um, I'm coaching baseball, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that in, in, uh, in here shortly. Um, but I thought back to my days playing in, in Little League just as a kid. And man, some of the greatest times of my life having um, those experiences playing in tournaments and playing under the lights and the sunflower seeds and um, man, just all the fun of being with your buddies and being on a team and learning how to win and learning how to lose as a team. And then just the skills being uh, learned through the process of playing baseball, through practice, through games, through having awesome coaches. Man, what an, what an amazing experience. And I thought back to this one uh, in particular time when I was pitching and uh, I was pitching against a friend of mine's team, my buddy Kyle. And uh, Kyle's a, a year or two older than me and he was my buddy back on Summerfield Drive back in the day where uh, he, he was a great athlete and uh, I looked up to him a lot and I, he would always win though. Like I could never beat him in a game of 21 on the basketball court. Like he would just, he would, he'd let me get, you know, I I'd get some points in, but he would always win. Right. And so um, in this one year in particular in baseball, uh, he was on the White Sox. I think I was on, was it the Orioles? I can't remember the team exactly. Um, but I, I do remember playing him and I was pitching in the game and uh, it was a really close game. It was later on in the innings, and the game was uh, was super close, and it was really intense. There was a lot of people there, and I think it was a game uh, that potentially we could either go to playoffs. It may have even been a playoff game. I can't quite remember, but I was pitching, and I was doing a pretty good job, and I was zoned in the game, and Kyle got on base. I don't remember how he got on base, if he got a hit, if I walked him. Um, I don't quite remember, but eventually he made it around to third base and the game was tied, I believe. And I'm still pitching and I'm all in my head. I'm way up in my head by this time because the pressure's on, you know, like I said, a lot of people there, game's on the line. And so as I'm pitching, the catcher's throwing the ball back to me and I'm turning around, I'm grabbing the ball and I'm walking back to the mound with my head down. And because I'm, I'm just so locked up in it. I'm, I'm not, I'm, and I, I'm trying to also stay zoned in and focusing on pitching, but what, which is somewhat decent, right? We want to stay in a good, a good zone and be focused, but it blocked out the rest of the game for me. And so as Kyle's on third base, I, you know, I find this out later on. He's, he's watching me do this through a couple of pitches. I get the ball. I mean, I pitch the ball, catcher throws it back. I turn around, I walk back to home, to the pitcher's mound with my head down. So Kyle tells his third base coach, or the third base coach tells Kyle, I can't remember which one it uh, exactly was, 
But it went something like, if he turns around and walks back to the mound one more time with his head down, I'm taking off for home. And so what happens? I pitch the ball, ball or strike, irrelevant at this point. Catcher throws it back to me. I turn around and I walk back to the pitcher's mound with my head down. And I'm so in the zone and so in my head on this. I'm so um, just locked up in my own world that I remember it like it, it was like slow motion. I could hear people yelling and I could hear all of a sudden this chaos. And as I turned around and I was in shock, really, here comes Kyle's ass running down third baseline for home. And I'm going, oh, shit. And I, I, by the time I realized what was going on, it was too late. I fired the ball to home and he was safe. And long story short, they ended up going on to win the game. That wasn't a game-winning run, I don't think. Um, but they did go on to win, you know, in the next inning or something. I don't know. I'll have to ask Kyle about this. He, pro- he probably remembers it different. I can almost bet in his story it's the game-winning run. And it may have been. But regardless of the situation... We lost the game. I was locked up in my head and I had to learn a valuable lesson that day. Learned a couple lessons that day. Don't hang your head. <laughs> Keep your head up. I think that may have been the title of the podcast where I shared this story uh, back, you know, a while back was Keep Your Head Up, something like that. Um, but it was a rough day. I remember crying in the parking lot afterwards and, and just being a kid, just so upset and, and angry. And I was so hard on myself at the same time too. And uh, man, you know, I beat myself up for a while. I took a bunch of shit from Kyle, obviously. I think he was a pretty good sport about it. You know, he, he knew that he always won anyways <laughs> as we were kids. And, uh, you know, but there, there were some lessons that were learned in that, in that moment and not right then it took some time after and i still think back about that and you know what did i learn from that today is that man like you you have to keep your head in the game you have to stay alert you have to stay um wise to all your surroundings and everything's going around everything that's going on around you no matter what the situation is we can't get locked up in our head you know we have to keep going we have to keep playing the game we have to keep showing up we have to keep putting the work in I needed to go back and practice that, catching the ball from the catcher, looking at third base, looking at first base, staying in the game, focused on pitching, but focused on the game around me as well, and walking back to the mound with my head up, being aware. You know, So that was something I had to learn in a situation where um, you know, I, made, I made a mistake in that, and, and I, I didn't know any better. You know? I was a young kid, man, just trying to play some ball. But it was a defining moment, I feel like, um, and it's a, it's a great analogy for so many of the things that we deal with in life today. Uh, we want this immediate gratification. We want to win all the time. We never want to make mistakes. We don't want to suck at things. We want to be the best immediately and make all the money and have all the things and do all, everything perfect. And unfortunately, that's not how it works. And the enjoyment and the fun and the the... The excitement is not in all of that anyways. It's in the journey of getting there. It's in the path to those things that we look for. The path to getting there is, is such a big part of, um, of the experience of it all. And if we just 
immediately got to the destination or immediately won all the prizes and had the perfect life. I mean, what, what fun would that be? We, we wouldn't experience the struggles and the, the, the failures. And I like to look at it as there's no, not really any failures. There's just the opportunity to look at things in a different perspective and learn from. And I think when we are able to frame them up like that, that helps us grow and helps us move on, helps us get through some of those things. Um, so that leads into, you know, I continued to play baseball, just a little, little, little background here, continued to play baseball up, man, learned so much during that, um, eventually threw my arm out and, you know, ended up in the men's softball beer leagues back in the day. And, uh, man, I wouldn't mind getting in one of those, uh, minus the beer, of course, uh, a men's softball league, if I ever get some time again, cause I really do love the game and I'm super bummed that uh, there's not going to be any MLB baseball as of right now. Was looking forward to uh, to that again. Maybe going to some games again this year, but uh, you know that'll that'll have to wait, and we'll see what happens with that. In the meantime, I get to do something even better, anyways, and that's coach my son's baseball team. I'm actually the manager of his little league team, and then I'm coaching as an assistant coach with my daughter's softball team. So there's a ton of baseball going on right now, and it's so much fun. We even, uh, our little league, uh, our home fields are just right behind us. So right behind our house, we have the path, a little like side path. It's a walking path. And then, um, just beyond that is the baseball fields. There's some dog parks over there, really great facility. And so we picked up a golf cart not too long ago. Cash and I have been working on it a little bit Threw some rims and tires on it and a back seat. And so I put some lights in it. That was fun, man. I was up to like two in the morning doing all this stuff one night, uh, and it, it was a it was a, a good little project, and now we get to load all the baseball gear up and smash it over. Got some tunes set up on it. Take it over to practice. Take it over to the fields, and um, the, the boys jump on it, playing it and stuff. And it's a it's a really good time. But as we started off, uh, well, let me back up real quick. Yesterday was the best practice we've had, and we're just about to have opening day this weekend. Uh, we have our first game. You know, they do the ceremonies and then boom, the the season officially kicks off. But it officially started, you know, a little over a month ago when we started practicing. And man, I don't know if anyone out there has tried to coach uh, seven and eight-year-olds, mostly seven-year-olds on our team, but it's tough. It's it's tough because half of the kids, um, you know, already know how to play a little bit. Some of them don't. Some of it's their first time. Uh, most of the kids on our team this year actually want to be there, uh, which is great. Sometimes you get kids who just don't even want to be there. Their parents are just making them and that can always be tough. Um, but man, you start off slow and I kind of came in hot out of the gate, you know, and I didn't have coaches. We, we luckily we've had some great parents who've stepped up and, uh, even our team mom is awesome. And, uh, you know, but, but these guys our our coaches have, have stepped up and, um, you know, been there for practices and are really helping out. And we're starting to, to gel and kind of get it down together, but uh, which has been awesome. But at first, man, it was tough. Like I came in thinking like, I got to have these, these perfect practice plans. And like, I kind of forgot the kids were seven and eight. <laughs> I wanted like immediate results, you know, and like, oh man, they can't even throw like great. We need to work on like, just like where to point our gloves and like how to catch. And I kind of forgot some of that stuff, even though I coached Cash's T-ball team, which is like hurting cats. That was even worse. Um, you know, in, in trying to, to keep attention and stuff. Um, 
but yeah, it was slow, you know? And like I said, I wanted those immediate results and I had to learn and I have to continue to learn to have patience. I have to continue to learn that we have to have discipline as a team, positive discipline, you know? And we also most importantly have to have fun. If the kids aren't having fun, what's the point? You know, and so as we've gone through these last couple of weeks, you know, I could see like we had some days that were bad practices or I wouldn't say bad practices, but that man, it's like the weather sucks. We're at like a park sometimes, you know, just the attention spans are low. Don't feel like we get accomplished some, some things that we should. Um, and, you know, and, and what I'm realizing is that's all part of the process. That's part of the patience. We have to take the good days with the bad days. And this applies to life in general. This applies to trying to cut out alcohol out of our lives. This applies to trying to uh, find our purpose and and live a purposeful life. You know, know where we're going, have an idea of the path we want to be on. And so how do we do that? You know, how do we, how do we keep that consistency up? How do we stay on that path? How do we work through the things that could be perceived as a failure or a mistake, you know, and, you know, how, how do we stay on that track and making progress moving forward? Well, there's a couple ways. Number one, we got to keep practicing. Well, let me, let me take, let me take that back. Actually, number one, we got to show up first. We got to show up before we can even practice. You know, I say this often. I always kept those words, those three words, just show up on my desk because it was like, man, if I could just show up, that's usually half the battle. The rest will usually fall in place. But if I don't show up, I, I don't even have a chance. So we got to show up. We got to show up to the day. We got to show up to work. We got to show up in us being dads, in us being husbands or partners or fathers. Um, well, I said dad, same thing. Friends, right? We got to show up in whatever it is that we do. Once we show up, we can start to practice. We can make mistakes. We can take a step forward, then two steps back, and then two steps forward and one step back. It's part of the process. You know, I heard a guy, Keith, say that at a CR meeting a long time ago. Man, I'm in process. I think I shared that recently too. But it's a really big part of understanding that it's not always going to be perfect. We're going to have to learn to adjust. We're going to have to learn, um, like they say, embrace the suck sometimes. You got to embrace the suck. You might make mistakes. You might suck for a little bit before you start to make progress and get better. But in order to do that, you got to show up. You got to keep practicing. You got to be patient also. I've had to really be patient and learn to be patient and continue to learn to be patient with the kids on the team. You know, I they're all learning. They're all at different stages. Some are closer than the others, you know, um, or some are closer to, you know, some are improving faster than others, I guess would be a better way to put it. And most of them are doing great. Almost all of them, actually, now that I think about it, they've all made some sort of improvement. Like even if it's just being up at the plate and being able to stand in a, a decent batting stance, they might not be hitting the ball every time, but they're getting the they're getting the right um, stance down. They're starting to learn the game. They're starting to call out outs two two down, you know. And how are they doing that? Well, number one, they're remaining teachable. 
the coaches were able to teach them and they're listening and we're able to help them along the way, which is so important in, in life in general, having coaches around, having mentors around, having um, somebody who you can rely on and, and get advice from. You know, who challenges you to think for yourself and, and work your own things out too. You know, and so that's how some that's how they're learning, you know, and, and, and they're they're doing the work. They're also being consistent. We consistently practice three days a week. And, you know, we are encouraged to do stuff out of regular practice time too. Take some swings at home, play some catch at home. You know, so we're consistent, we're patient. We're continuing to practice. We're having fun. Um, we have discipline too. You know, I finally like the first, the first few practices, you don't really know. You know, it's kind of like you want to get to know the parents. You want to get to know the kids. Like you, you, you don't want to come in and, and just try to be a tough guy and a hard ass and yell. Like that doesn't get anything accomplished. A good leader does not have to yell. A good leader leads, you know, with understanding and ask questions and um and and tries to have fun and tries to get their people to figure things out on their own and want to figure things out and want to progress that's a good leader i don't in my opinion i don't think and most people would probably say this a good leader is not someone who comes in and just yells at everybody tries to tell them what to do that's a terrible leader no one's going to listen to that person you know but now, contrary to that, there is a time when you might have to raise your voice. Like I've had to raise my voice a little bit and be stern and say, hey, quit goofing off. Run down to the pole. Run down to the foul pole. Go now. Go run. You have to have some sort of discipline. And that rolls over into our own lives. You know, our own our own time trying to live and be better and grow like you have to have you have to have some sort of discipline in your life in order to stay on track one of the other things too is the support and encouragement like we really support encourage motivate the kids like we tell them how great of a job they're doing we tell them that it's okay if they make a mistake here's what we need to do to adjust you're, you're still doing great you know that's all right and that's huge. That's huge if you're trying to quit drinking too. If you're trying to live a better lifestyle, if you're trying to stay fit, you're trying to get in shape, you need encouragement, you need support, you know, and, and you got to do the work at the same time. You got to have good coaches, you know, and it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole um, mindset. And the way we get better why we had the best practice yesterday is because we've continued to do all this and we've remained consistent in it and we've had fun at the same time and you can see the progress you can see the kids starting to get it which is awesome because they're starting to have more fun now that they get it and your recovery your sobriety your life starts to get better and more fun when it starts to click and, and you start to understand and we only get there by putting in the work we only get there by having patience. We only get there by consistently practicing. We only get there by having good mentors and good coaches and good people around us, good community. So living a purpose-filled life without alcohol, let's kind of tie this all together on this baseball analogy here. It's very similar. 
it's hard at first. You're going to suck a little bit in the beginning. It's going to be tough. You might have tried to do it many times on your own. I did. I tried three or four times on my own. It never stuck. I'd last a day, a couple days, a couple weeks even. But I always went back. I didn't have the discipline. I didn't have the patience. I didn't have a good coach, a mentor, a community. Had none of it. I wasn't committed. In order to live a life that that is meaningful and that you enjoy, you know, you have to do the work and you have to be committed. You have to be all in on that. Especially with drinking. You know, for me, there was no like one foot in, one foot out. Like I'm all or none. And I've had to remain patient at the same time. I've had to know that this is a this is a commitment. You know, I'm in process. This is a constant process and I constantly have to practice. I constantly have to put the work in. I'm doing a podcast right now. I'm to me, this is putting work in. I'm talking about recovery. I'm talking about living a better lifestyle. I'm talking about I'm getting things out that that go on in my head. I'm talking about things. And I just happen to have a podcast platform to do it on. I do it a lot outside of the podcast as well in meetings, in the work that I get to do with people, um, in speaking engagements with my company, you know, other companies, all kinds of things that I get to talk about this kind of stuff in. And every little time I communicate, man, you, you grow a little bit. You learn something. When I hear other people communicate and talk, I learn something from them. You know, we take these little pieces in this process and we just continue to try to get better. Is it perfect? No. Is it getting better every day? Hell yeah, it is. And it also depends on how you look at it. You know, man, how about just waking up and starting with, damn, I can breathe today. I got two arms and two legs about to go to the gym and hit some squats. I'm so happy, man. This shit burns so bad in my legs right now, but I'm so happy I have legs to do squats. I'm so happy I have legs to run. I'm so happy I have a bed that's warm to lay in. I'm so happy I have some lunch today. I'm so happy I have a car, even though gas is ridiculously expensive and driving people nuts right now. At least I got a car. I got a few bucks to put some gas in. All right. Because I can sit and bitch about all the things just like everybody else. But at the end of the day, what does that do? What does it do? doesn't do much complaining. Taking action does a lot. Putting things in perspective does a lot. Remaining grateful does a lot. And that is how I try to live my best life and have some purpose. Because, man, I've, I've myself had some tough days recently. We've had just some personal stuff that's been hard to deal with. And my mind can go sideways sometimes. And thank God I have a great friend and a great sponsor and a great community of people around me who I can talk to about these things and help reel my ass back in. I had to do that recently. And I'll probably have to do it again one day. But it's that reset, and that is what it's about, is having this you know, this, this community, the, the mentor, coach, people around us, and doing the work along with it all. But I hope this spoke to you. I hope something made sense. Um, let me ask you this. Do you have a coach? Do you have a community? Do you have a team? Do you have people around you who build you up, who don't pull you down? It's so important and it's something to think about. And 
Um, if you don't, and your answer is no, we got a lot of resources for you over at that soberguy.com. So go there, check it out. We got groups, we got meetings, all kinds of stuff on there. Um, if you're tired of drinking, head over to quitdrinkingdude.com. You can check out the 30 day program there. Uh, if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, that's soberguy.com slash work with Shane. You can connect with us on Instagram at that sober guy podcast and on the locals app. It's our local sober guy men's group. Love you guys. I appreciate you tuning in today. Peace, love, and respect. Keep your blood clean.